Hi, this is John Lafonte, and you're listening to the Christian Music Guys podcast. Today we sit down with John Elefante, former lead singer of Kansas. Also had several songs in the 90s that were big in the CCM world. John has a brand new album out called The Amazing Grace. Welcome back to the Christian Music Guys podcast, the podcast for Christian music fans by Christian music fans. Fellas, I have a story out of Quilcene, Washington, oh, wherever that may city. be. Yeah. Thank you for all our listeners out in Quilcene. But a woman who accidentally dropped her cell phone into the hole of an outhouse in a national forest and, and fell in while trying to retrieve it had to be rescued by firefighters in Washington. The Brennan Fire Department Chief Tim Manley said the woman who was at the top of Mount Walker in the Olympic National Forest had been using her phone when it fell into the toilet. Manley said that she disassembled the toilet seat and used dog leashes to try and get the phone and eventually used the leashes to tie herself off as she reached for her cell phone. That effort failed, guys, and she fell straight into the toilet head first. They didn't work very well, and she went, the firefighter said. The woman was alone and tried to get out for 10 to 15 minutes. Reunited with her phone, she called 911. Responding, the firefighters passed her blocks to stand on to reach a harness, which they used to pull her out of the vault. The Brennan Fire Department said the woman said she was uninjured. She was washed down and strongly encouraged to seek medical attention after she was exposed to human waste. But she just wanted to leave because they said that she was extremely embarrassed. I mean, I would be too if I fell into a toilet. I actually, I read about this the other day and the part that got me the most was that once she fell in, nobody could hear her. Like she was kind of by herself. So she had to dig around until she found her phone. And then once she grabbed it, she had to call the cops. I just don't know what it would be like. I mean, I I get frustrated when my phone gets fingerprints and I have to wipe it off on my shirt. She had a little bit more to deal with than fingerprints. <laughs> yeah, she had a little more to wipe off on this phone. Yeah. The the actually they said too in the article they said that the woman was extremely fortunate not to be overcome by toxic gases or sustain an injury. I wonder how many times um that's happened to anybody. In, I was going to say, in her life, probably once. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have never fell in a toilet. I have would definitely all? say that's a one and done type of situation there. So <laughs> what number would that be considered? It's <laughs> <laughs> like a number five. You gotta go to the bathroom for a number five. Number five is when you'd fall in looking for a phone. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, let's go ahead and get into the interview with John Elefante.
we are back with John Elefante. How are you doing tonight, John? I'm doing okay. Thank you. Doing okay. We had a horrible storm here last night. Same, yeah. Knocked same down here. all over the neighborhood and power lines, and we were without power for about 15 hours. Oh, really? Wow. You don't know what you got until it's gone, I'll tell you that. Yeah, uh, we, yep. We saw some, well, I saw pictures on Facebook of a lot of the, you know, these big old pine trees just uprooted and thrown across the street on top of cars and stuff. And yeah, they're, it's all over my neighborhood. I mean, wow. Just trees that were just ripped right out of the ground. That, that's a, that's a heavy wind, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. So let's, let's go back to the, the start of your career. Um, you know, you've, you've done, you've accomplished a lot of amazing things. Um, saying on you know a lot of projects uh solo projects and, and of course kansas and been mm-hmm. a big part of petra so tell us john how, how did you get your start in the music industry oh boy um i've been doing this my whole life uh you know dino and i my brother was a guitar player and i was originally a drummer so we started a little two-man band when we were he was about 10 and i was about eight years old seriously mm. And then my parents bought me a real set of drums when I got a little older, and they bought Dino a real guitar, and we were jamming a little bit. I mean, we, you know, we were pretty bad. Yeah. And uh, my dad got laid off in in um, Levittown, New York, in Long Island, and we moved out to California, and that's where my cousins lived, which were also same last name Elefante, and we started a band called the Brotherhood. And it started getting serious. We started getting a lot of bookings. And I think when I was 14 or 15, we got booked at Disneyland in California. So it really started getting serious. And we were, you yeah. know, we, we used to rehearse constantly. And we were really a good band. And um, so we played at Disneyland and, and we had to join the musicians union. And, you know, from then on, I just knew that this is what I was going to be doing. This is what I was going to be doing. And, um. Just it went on from there. I mean, we became, gosh, I would say one of the most popular top forty bands in Southern California. Yeah. We booked wow. eight, nine month, ten months out in advance. So it's all I ever learned to do. Yeah, yeah, wow, that's awesome. And then you know things kept progressing. I mean, I had, I had these, um, you know, way out goals. My first goal was to play at Disneyland when I was young, and my second goal is I wanted to. You know, I wanted to someday be on the big stage, you know, and I got to do that as well and have a hit record. I got to do that. And, you know, I'm not going to say it's luck. I think it was all planned by, you know, by the Lord. Yeah. But uh, everything kind of fell into place, you know, and, you, you know, even even still, uh, you know, if, I can't complain about my life. I mean, my family and, you know, God's blessed me with a great family and great parents. They both passed away, by the way. Um, but just a lot of good things. I mean, you know, a lot of, a lot of not so good things too, like we all go through, but sure, I can say, you know, it sounds cliche these days, but I've been blessed. Yeah. So let's talk a a little bit more about that. Um, how did you come uh, about your faith? Like, what is your testimony? Um, do you guys remember the band Idle Cure? I've, I've heard of them. I don't care. It was a really good band, uh, late eighties, nineties. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my good friends was in I don't care, a guy named Mark Ambrose, who I'd known 
from California since like the fifth grade. So we go way back. Mm. And uh, <clears throat> we used to hang out in junior high school and part of high school. And then he, we kind of separated for a while and he came back into my life and he was really, really noticeably different. And it was like, wow. You know, he says, I've accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and say, I didn't really even know what that meant. Yeah. You know, I'm born again. Well, what? What's that? I mean, really? Yeah. You know, he would, he would say these things to me that I'd briefly heard, but never really, you know, deciphered what it, what it really meant. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, he would come over and we'd talk and just sit and he gave me this book to read evidence demands a verdict by Josh McDowell, which was a real zinger, man. That really lit me up. Yeah. Um, cause I learned at that point, it took more faith not to believe than to believe. Um, and he just, you know, he kept witnessing to me and was bringing me to the midweek studies at Calvary Costa Mesa church, which is Calvary Costa Mesa church is basically where the whole Jesus movement started, but musically. Mm. And, um, so we went there and I, I called him one day. I said, Mark, I'm, I'm ready, man. Yeah. I'm in, but I was scared. I was like, what's this going to mean? Am I going to have to change my friends, my clothes, yeah. my car, my, you know, is everything yeah. going to have, you know, pick, pick big fish in the back of my car now? And <laughs> all my songs are going to have to be religious. And, you know, it's when you're a baby Christian, you don't have no, any idea what it means. You know, it's, it oh, just, yeah. God takes care of it though. You know, I learned that very quickly. And that and was this, was this before Kansas? Yes. That this all happened. Okay, cool. This was all taking place between 1978 and 1980. Okay. Okay. Awesome. So pretty much like, like a year or a few years right before you joined Kansas, correct? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Awesome. I so prepared for the big moment. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Most definitely. Wow. So back in the in the mid '90s, you you came up with a few albums that I guess were the label of CCM, you know, worthy. And there was a few songs that that you did that were on the radio, um, you know, that ran a lot of several weeks. You'd probably know the the exact number, but my brother that's not with us right now, he used to call it the the Moon Song. I want to hear the Moon Song. That's why God made the moon. And, and, you know, I love that song by, by you and, uh, you know, the, the album windows of heaven and then corridors, um, had, you know, that's why God made the moon. And then that other song that I really love of yours is this is what love is, yeah. but tell us about the moon song, John, what, what is the story? If you, if you could tell our listeners about that's why God made the moon. It's, um, First of all, I'll tell you, I didn't want to put it on the record because I thought it was goofy. Okay. But hey, I'm a rock guy. This song like this doesn't belong on a rock record, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's kind of but, like a ballad, though. Well, it is It is a ballad, but um, I just thought it was just too, I don't want to use the word cheesy, but I thought it was a little bit too uh, melancholy for the record. Yeah. And it wasn't in context with the rest of the record. And I would play it for friends and they would just say, you're crazy if you don't put that on the record. Yeah. I mean, mm. so what if you think it's goofy? It's a great song. Yeah. And they finally talked me into it. And, but I was, I was really, I tried singing it about, I, I, I tried singing it at least 15 times. 
And I mean, Jared McNeely, our engineer, can can tell you that. And um, every time I tried re-singing it from the very first time I sang it, it never matched up to the original way that I sang it. Mm. The first way I sang it, I think, was honest. And then I tried to, like, rock it up and yeah. do vocal calisthenics to make it a little hipper. And it just never worked. But yeah. it's, it's definitely one of the more popular songs that people remember me by, for sure. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I just remember in the back of our Aerostar van, blue, like baby blue van, and my brother, turn it up, it's the moon song. The moon song, <laughs> yeah. So the moon song. So my one of my favorites by you, John, is This Is What Love Is. Uh, beautiful message behind that song. Could you tell our listeners you know, a little bit about that song? Um. Yeah, that is a good song. It's, it's just, uh, I never had any reservations about putting that on a record. Um, it's kind of a rebuttal to This Is What Love Is. I mean, to, um, um, it was a foreigner song. I want to know what love is. Yeah. Okay, yeah. You know, I mean, lyrically, it kind of, and I've had talks with Lou Graham about that. Mm-hmm. You know, when he goes out and sings, um, I want to know what love he sings now, I know what love is. Mm. I know what love is. Which I think is really cool that he does that, but yeah, that is cool. Um, yeah, it was one of those songs that was very easy to write, came very quick, and usually the best ones do. Wow, that's awesome! So fast forward, um, you have a, a new single out, "Stronger Now." You got a new album releasing called "The Amazing Grace." Mm-hmm. Um, when this when this episode comes out, your album will just be coming out the week of, and so tell our listeners about about the the Amazing Grace and you know, um, how that came and, um, your, your single stronger now, I really love it. It's, uh, it really reminds me of a lot of your, you know, a lot of your style, a lot of your stuff, a lot of the, the Kansas, you know, sound. Yeah. And so I go ahead and tell our listeners about that. Uh, yeah, that was, that was the first song that we released. Uh, you almost have to hear the whole record to get a, <clears throat> a firm grasp on where it's, you know, just where it sits although that song is somewhat representative of the record, but there's, there's a lot of very uh, interesting songs on the record. Uh, How that, how that record came about was I didn't plan on making a record. It was the last thing on my mind Mm -hmm. for me to make a record is so laborious. And so, cause you know, I write it, I I produce it, I engineer it, I play on it, I sing it, I write it and you name it. And it's, it's really a lot of work, man. Yeah. You know, I love doing it. I mean, the end result, like last night we were having a storm. I had to, I had to get a charge on my, on my, um, on my phone. Cause I wanted to listen to news. See if more storms were coming in and I had like 2%. So I'm mm. sitting in my car. I said, why don't I pop in the CD? Cause they had just sent me the CD two days before that. So I popped in the CD and for the first time last night, about two in the morning, I got to hear the whole CD from top to bottom with uh, uninterrupted. Awesome. And um, interesting. Pers- it gave me a new perspective on the, on the record as a whole, mm-hmm. because I'd been doing one-offs. You hear this song, then you hear that one, then you go back to this one and you remix this one. It's like, and scattered all over the place when you hear it, you know, back to back as, as most people will hear it, you know, it's, it just sounds different. Yeah. Now, now I'm going to do what I do on every other record. I'll walk away from it for two years and listen to it in two years to see if I still like it. Yeah. 
I do that on every record. I have to walk away yeah. from it for a little while. But so are you uh will you be uh doing like a tour or you gonna be going out on tour for it? We're kind of in a wait and see mode right now. Okay. Um some people have already they've already had the, the C D delivered to them, which I was surprised. Some people, um, it's, it's coming out in, in, on Escape Records in the UK and Japan, and it's coming out on Deco, uh, Warner Brothers in the United States. But for some reason, people were paying all the extra money and they were jumping on the, the import. Ah. So they, they've already received theirs. So I'm starting to read some comments on Facebook and Twitter and stuff. And okay. Pretty happy with what I'm reading. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, well, it's definitely. It, from what I've heard, it's it's definitely good, and um, we're you you know, we'll be record? excited. I'm sorry. Have you guys heard the whole record? Yeah, we have. Oh, I, oh, I listened I to it. Yeah, I listened to it. Well, your your management uh, sent us okay. a uh, a Dropbox of it, and so oh, cool. it's it's good stuff. Thank you. Yeah, good stuff. So, John, how do you keep your raspy vocals healthy? Um, that's a good Could question. Like a secret? No, it's not a secret. <laughs> I have to attribute it to, uh, I had some, some voice training, a lot of voice training. Okay. At, at about 17 years old, I did it for about two and a half years. Mm. And I would take two lessons a week and then I would go home at least six days a week. I would rehearse with the tape twice a day. So a lesson and I would rehearse twice a day. I had to basically re- relearn to sing. Because it's 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 not so much how you sing, it's what kind of sustenance, you know, how much can you sing yeah. before you wear out, you know? Yeah. You know, that that goes for just in one evening and that goes for in a lifetime as well. And if you com- continually beat up your voice and sing wrong, I mean you're gonna you're gonna you know, by the time you get to my age, you're not gonna be able to sing anymore. You're gonna be so happy and so so I've managed to keep it pretty um keep it pretty clean and um and that that training really and it gave me about six notes on my range oh really again in my in my opinion god preparing me for kansas because you know that stuff isn't that ain't that ain't uh that ain't low (laughs) no that's definitely not at all (laughs) now tell us your your connection i was reading a little bit about the sweet comfort van uh now Tell me if I'm wrong. Uh, Brian Duncan was was a part of of them as well, correct? Of the Sweet Comfort Band. Oh yeah, yeah. I thought you meant Kansas. Oh um, no, no, no. <laughs> oh yeah, hey, Brian. Brian was the he was their singer. Sure. So what's your what's your connection with them? I, I haven't been produce? in touch with Brian recently, but you know we used to be pretty tight. Brian's a, he's a, what a great singer, man. Mm-hmm. Um. So much soul, man. Um, we produced one of their records. I forget which one it was, but long time okay. ago. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he's a, he's a really nice guy. We uh, got to talk with him a few months ago. Super nice guy. And he also sang on um, one of the songs. We did a new song on the Best of Kansas record. Okay, that's right, oh. that's right, that's right behind me. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Um, so you know we we've. Uh, We've done a lot of stuff together, actually. Well, this is um, just a part where we want to ask you to tell a story that maybe has recently happened just to build up our listeners' faith. 
so what has God been doing in your life recently that you'd be willing to share? A lot. A lot of family issues. I mean, nothing monumental, but just I'm learning a lot from um, some things that my daughter's going through and just how God's dealing with that. And just yeah. how, you know, I'm like you guys probably are. I'm, 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 a, I'm really into prayer, man. I so believe in it. And I've just seen so much, so, so much answer to prayer. And there's times in your life when you go through these dry periods when you think, oh, I'm just going to get up and just, you know, go at it again. And, you know, you leave the prayer behind. And But I'll tell you, man, if, if you don't make it a priority, it's, yeah. it's not a good place to be. So, you know, like I said, there's some things that have been going on with my daughter, but it's, it's all good. I mean, I have two grandkids. Um, she's doing fantastic, totally walking with the Lord. I mean, this is all a result of this prayer that I'm talking about. I mean, it's, sure. yeah. I mean, she fled for a while. I mean, I remember rocking her in her, in, in the little rocker when she was months old and yeah. just praying that God would, you know, that God would cover her and, and that she would, she would meet the Lord and, and accept Christ as her savior one day. And then she went through a long period of when I'm thinking, oh, Lord, what's going on here? This isn't what I prayed for. But it, it took some serious things that she needed to go through. And now she's she's doing fantastic. You know, that's that's one of the things. And, you know, having the ability to make this record I just made, and and I'm already getting notes that it's ministering to people heavily. And, you know, that's, you just can't, you can't buy that stuff, man. Right. Yeah. Well, John, thank you so much for just taking a few moments and, and chatting with us. Um, where, where can people connect with you? Uh, your website, uh, social media, or. You know, the, uh, yeah. I mean, if, if you look me up on Facebook, I, I have my email address right on there and people email me. They, okay. They get the email address, uh, jlafonte music at gmail.com. And people write me all the time, and I usually yeah. try to answer. Well, awesome! Uh, you got the, the what's the release date on the on the Amazing Grace again? Well, it's starting to trickle in as we speak, but the the official hard, uh, hard release is April twenty second. It's coming up. April twenty second. Okay, awesome, awesome. Um, make sure that you guys out there download it. Go buy a physical copy. Support these artists and it's, it's good stuff. I promise that you'll be blessed. You'll be blessed by the new album from John. And, uh, thank you so much. Uh, you're, you're amazing. We, we, we just, uh, uh, it's an honor to talk with you. You've done, you've accomplished a lot of things and, uh, just keep, uh, keep moving for Christ. I appreciate it guys. I appreciate it a lot. God bless you both. Well, thanks again to John for sitting down with us for our interview. And thanks again to you for listening today. Make sure you head over and subscribe to our podcast wherever you find your podcast. And be sure to leave a five-star review. Leave us a review. Let us know what you like. It's much appreciated, and it certainly helps us out. Follow us on all social media platforms at Christian Music Guys. And remember, we're our listener-supported podcast, and you can become a part of our team uh, financially at the Christian Music Guys.com. Thanks again. See you next week.